today on Transforming Lives. Today we want to teach on the first uh, 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 principle, and that's God's unfailing love. Welcome to Transforming Lives, a media ministry of Bethel World Outreach Church, City of Glory in Alexandria, Virginia, a multicultural, missions-oriented, disciple-making organization with the purpose of sharing the gospel with as many people as possible in the Northern Virginia area and around the world. Please join Reverend Obadiah Swen for today's message. Amen. John 3:16 For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Father in the name of Jesus we give you the glory, the honor and the praise. We bless you Lord for this opportunity to come into the homes of your people. We pray Lord that you would touch their hearts, minister life unto them and reveal your goodness and your love. In Jesus name. Amen. There is a story of a family who went to Disney World for vacation. As the children and the parents um, canvassed the, the different sites, the um, father and his children found themselves in um, one of the castles that is called the Cinderella Castle. Um, as the, the father was watching, all of a sudden this beautiful young lady came walking into the hall. As she entered the hall, all of the children, like a, 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 a swarm of, of an ocean, ran towards um, Cinderella, uh, the, the young lady. And as they did, it was as if all of them engulfed her just like she was in the middle of an ocean. But the father watched as all the children ran towards her that there was a young boy who was standing on the other side. He did not run with the rest of the children because um, he had, had some deformity in his, on his face. He watched as Cinderella uh, um, reached out to touch all of the different children and all of them shouting and reaching out to touch her. Then all of a sudden he saw something very, very interesting. This young lady began to move her way to in, within the crowd towards this young boy. And as she moved towards this young boy, the, all the children was continuing to follow her. And then she went to this young boy on the other side who was standing by himself. She knelt down and she kissed him. You see, this young lady showed this young boy that he was important. But there was another person who came on the face of the eye more than 2,000 years ago. And that's Jesus Christ. He gave this young boy, I mean, gave us more than a kiss. Because you see, when Cinderella kissed this young boy, after a while, she had to leave. But when Jesus came, Jesus came and gave his life to die on the cross for us so that we may be saved and delivered and set free. So that we may experience life, experience the God kind of life, experience the love that is beyond measure. God demonstrated his love towards us. Today we want to begin a series on God's unfailing love. Jesus is God's love personified. He is the greatest gift that was ever given to us. In this series, we'll share with you five principles concerning God's love. They are, one, God's unfailing love, 
Two, Jesus is God's solution to every problem. Three, a vision of a preferred future. Four, transforming moments. And five, sharing God's love. Today we want to teach on the first uh, 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 principle, and that's God's unfailing love. The Bible says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. There are four things that we can draw from God's unfailing love. They are, the love of God is precious, the love of God is everlasting, the love of God is life-transforming, and God loves people. Let's look at each of these. Number one, the love of God is pressure. Precious. The Greek word love uh, for love is translated agape. Agape is unconditional love. Agape is love by choice, love by the act of the will. It is unconquerable benevolence, undefeatable goodwill. Agape is seeking the highest good of another person. God's love is unchangeable. God loves us regardless of who we are, regardless of what we have done, regardless of our failures or our frailties, regardless of our shortcomings. God loves you. The Bible says that God commanded his love towards us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. You see, God did not wait for us to be holy, for us to be uh, um, preferable, for us to be kind, for us to be good, or for us to even start loving him before he loved us. He loved us even when we were hating him, when we were not looking for him, when we were not deciding to follow him. God loves us. And Christ paid the ultimate price to die on the cross so that we may be saved. The second thing that we need to know about God's love is that God's love is everlasting. The Bible says God loves us with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness, he has drawn us unto himself. You see, the love of God cannot be put within time. God loved us eternally. God loves you uh, um, right now. God will, he loves you in the past. He's loving you now, and he will love you in the future. There is nothing that you can do that will quench the love of God for, your, for you. God loves you. God has a purpose for your life, and he loves you with everything he has. The Bible tells us that the love of God is powerful to redeem. God is working on us to bring us to himself, to draw, to draw us unto himself with loving kindness and tender mercy. Moses told the children of Israel that God loved them and therefore kept his oath, which he swore to their fathers. And that is why God brought them out of the land of Egypt with a mighty hand. God redeemed them from the house of bondage. He worked on them by redeeming them from the king of, I mean, from Pharaoh, the king of Egypt. Therefore, it is important for us to know how faithful our God is, how loving is, he is. God is a God that keeps covenant. God is a God that works um, with us. He is a God that is tender, full of mercy, and he pours out his love and his mercy up to a thousand generations, and he keeps his covenant 
with the people that follow after him. God's love is inseparable. There is nothing that can separate us from the love of God. The Bible tells us that nothing can separate you from the love of God. Neither tribulation, nor distress, nor persecution, nor famine, nor, nor nakedness, or nor peril, or sword. Nothing can separate you from the love of God. He loves you. He loves you with an everlasting love. His love is, can, you cannot separate, be separated from God's love. He loves you. The Bible tells us, yet in all these things, we are more than conqueror. And we can be persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor anything present or things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any created thing can be able to separate us from the love of God. He loves you. He loves me. He loves all of us. God loves you. You are on his mind. He loves you. God loves you. The third thing that we, we can uh, talk about God's love is that God's love is life transforming. The Bible tells us that God is rich in mercy because of his great love towards us. Even when we were dead in our trespasses and sin, he made us alive together with Christ. By grace are we saved through faith. And raised us up together and made us to sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come, we might show, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. God is rich in mercy. God is rich in unconditional love. The only person that, that can love you in spite of you most of the time as we go through our lives and in different situations, we have some people who we love, and after they do some things to us, or, or um, we, we, we short circuit our love towards them. We love them only because they are loving us. But not God. God loves you unconditionally. He loves you when it is good. He loves you when it is bad. He loves you when even you, with your ugly ways, God loves you. And he's, the Bible tells us that he is rich in mercy. It says his great love towards us. He loved us greatly. And he poured out his love. The Bible tells us even when we were dead in our trespasses and sin. When we were deep in sin. When we were continuing to, 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 to do things that doesn't please God. Or that don't please God. When we, when, we, when, we, when we do things that are, that, are, that are offensive to God, he still loves us. He still pours out his love and his kindness and his mercy upon us. God loves you. Don't let anybody tell you that God does not love you. God loves you. People may question their love towards you. People may cut circuit and, and, and keep their love from you. But I'm here to tell you that God loves you. He loves you with an everlasting love. And he's wanting to draw you unto himself through his loving kindness. The Bible says that God wants to show forth the riches of his love in the ages to come. He has raised us up with Christ Jesus. He has placed us to sit with Christ Jesus in the heavenly places. There is an exceeding greatness of God's love. 
towards us. His love is unlimited. The Bible tells us, Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us, because, uh, um, that we might be called children of God. Therefore, the world does not know us because it doesn't know him. The very essence of God is love. When you take God and you squeeze him and you, and you turn him around and, and you do uh, and try to, 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 to understand him, the very essence of him is love. God cannot do anything but love. Every action towards you, towards me, towards every one of us is true love. He loves us very, very much. God so loved the world. He loves you. He loves me. And God is drawing us and letting us know. And that's why I'm here today to tell you that God loves you. You may be going through some difficult situation right now in your life. You may be going through some trying times and some hard times. You may be going through some lonely times. People may have deserted you. Friends and family may have deserted you. Or people may have done uh, um, said all kinds of things about you. Or maybe you may have done some things that you are very ashamed of what, where you are right now or the, the position that you have placed yourself in. I'm here to tell you that God loves you. And he loves you in spite of what you've done. He loves you in spite of your sin. He loves you in spite of the things that you have done that are not pleasing. He loves you even when nobody else is loving you. That's why he sent his son, Jesus, to die on the cross for you. God has you on his mind. He loves you. You can be assured that God loves you because he has you on his, his heart. He, he did everything. God, God is working and, and, and bringing everything in order to, to meet you at the point of your need because God loves you you. The Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians chapter 13 concerning the, the expression of God's love. The Bible tells us that love suffers long and is kind. God's love for you is long suffering. It's, it extends to, to beyond measure. It's, it's very patient. He's patient with us. But not only patient, because sometimes we can be patient, but we, don't be kind. we are not kind. But God is patient with you because of love, but he's also kind. He's also desiring to do good to you. God loves, uh, uh, um, loves the Bible says love does not envy. Love it does not parade itself. It's not puffed up. Parading itself is that love doesn't boast, boast that, that I, yes, I'm loving this person or I'm loving that person. No, God, God loves you. And he wanting to, you to know that his love for you is from everlasting to everlasting. If you were the only person on earth, God would still love you and still send Jesus Christ to come on and die on the cross for you. He loves you. The Bible says love does not seek its own. God love, I, like I said to you, is unconditional. It has nothing to do with your performance. It has nothing to do with what you are doing or your, the color of your skin or, or, or what, what background you come from or who's your family. 
uh, um, what, what, what name you have, he loves you. And I'm here to let you know that you can receive this love that God has for you. The Bible says love rejoices not in iniquity. It rejoices in the truth. Love bear all things, believes all things, hope all things. God is hoping that you will turn towards him and you will embrace his love that he has for you. He, the, the Bible tells us that, that the love of God leads us. He loves us because he, his love is pushing us towards repentance. God wants to love you and to help you and to change your life and to, and to put you on the path towards uh, uh, um, success. He loves you with an everlasting love. The Bible says that love hopes all things. It bears all things, induces all things, believes all things. Love never fails. God's love will not fail. It will not fail you. It will not, he will not stop loving you. He will not, not turn his face away from you. He loves you, and he loves you enough to send Jesus Christ to come and die on the cross and pay the price for your sin. Pay the price for, 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 for all the, the shortcomings and the things that you do. He, Jesus died so that you can be saved, that you can experience God's love, that you can enjoy a relationship with God. That's why Jesus came and died. And if you will embrace him, you will experience the abundance of God's love. Fourth thing that we need to know about God's unfailing love is that God loves people. You see... You are the object of God's love. The Bible says, for God so loved the world. The world in this particular passage is talking about people. God loves people, all people, rich people, poor people, educated people, uneducated people, black people, white people, uh, um, red people, yellow people. God loves all people. He loves you. His love extends to all. There is no difference. Regardless of what background or what color uh, of your skin or, 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 or where, where you're, 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 you grew up, he loves you. Or what part of the continent you are, God loves you. He loves you. He loves the Americans. He loves the, the Europeans. He loves the Asians. He loves the Africans. He loves the South Americans. He loves all people. He loves the Australians. He loves all people. But more importantly, you need to know he loves you. You are the object of God's love. The Bible says in um, second, um, First Timothy chapter 2, verses 1 to 4, it said, Therefore, Paul speaking to his son Timothy, he said, Therefore I exalt you that first of all, all supplications and prayers and intercession and giving of thanks should be made for all men, for kings and for all those who are in authority, that, they may, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and reverence. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who desire all people to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. The purpose of God's love for you is for you to be saved, that is to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior and to come into the knowledge 
of the truth. That's the purpose of God's love for you. God loves you. And he's challenging believers all over to pray and to believe God for all people. People everywhere. He says, because his purpose is that you may be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. That word safe is the, 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 the Greek word sotir. It means uh, um, to be whole, to be healed, to be uh, 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 prosperous, uh, um, to, to prosper, to, to be dele- de- delivered, um, to be redeemed, to be set free, to be delivered from, the, from, from captivity or from, from, from negative thoughts, to be healed in your body. God wants you to be saved. The Bible says that God is not slack concerning his promises, as some may call slackness, but is long-suffering, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come unto repentance. God is patient because God wants you to come to repentance. That word repentance means to, to change your mind. To turn away from the way that you are going. To turn away from sin. To turn away from shame. To turn away from a lifestyle that doesn't please God. He loves you. And because of that, he's patient and long-suffering and wanting for you to turn to him. So that he can give you life and a life that is full. He loves you. He wants you to change your mind. You see, to change your mind is, is that if you are going one, in one direction and that direction is leading to destruction, God wants you to turn around, turn 180 degrees and turn around and go the other way. He wants you to come towards him to, because he loves you. He wants to give you life. I want to say to you, no matter who you are or no matter what you have done, The love of God has been extended towards you. I want to pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray, Lord, for your people. There are some, Lord, listening to my voice right now who may be going through a difficult situation. As they listen to this message, I pray, Lord, that faith will come in their heart, that they will realize that you love them. That they will realize, oh God, that in spite of who they are or what they have done, your love extends to them. Jesus, I pray that that some who may, may be sick in the body may experience healing and deliverance because of your goodness and your love. That they may embrace your your love. I pray, Lord, there are some who are believing you, Lord, for the next food, or believing you for a job, or believing you for sustenance, that they may come to that saving grace and experience your provision. Thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness. Friends, I want to say to you, you can accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior now. You don't have to wait for another day. The Bible says now is the time. Today is the day of salvation. You can embrace him. Jesus came and died on the cross. I've already told you that God loves you. 
and that he wants you to himself. He wants to give you life and life eternal. You can accept him right now. Hallelujah. We are out of time right now, and um, we will be right back. Pastor Liz and I will be right back with a very important message. God bless you. Thank you for spending this time with us. We do not like to end our broadcast without giving you the opportunity to make Jesus the Lord of your life. The Bible says God loves you and has a wonderful plan for your life, but your sins are separating you from God's abundant life. Therefore, he has sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for your sins so that you can experience forgiveness of sins and redemption from death and destruction. If you will accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you shall be saved and enjoy God's abundant life. The Bible says, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Friends, if you want to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, please pray this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. Forgive me of my sins. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Friends, we are excited that you have accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior. We would like to send you some free materials to help you grow in your Christian faith. Please write or email us at Bethel World Outreach Church, City of Glory, 8305 Richmond Highway, Suite 2A, Alexandra, Virginia, 22309, or admin at BethelVA.com. We encourage you to join a good Bible-believing church so that you can serve the Lord with other believers. If you live in the Northern Virginia, Washington, D.C. area, we invite you to worship with us at any of our services on Sunday morning at 11 a.m., our contemporary worship service, on Wednesday night at 8 p.m., our Bible study, and on Friday at 8 p.m. at our intercessory prayer meeting. Thank you for joining us, and God bless you. This has been a presentation of Transforming Lives, a media ministry of Bethel World Outreach Church, City of Glory. We are located on 8305 Richmond Highway, Suite 2A, Alexandria, Virginia, 22309. Please join us at one of our services on Sunday at 11 a.m. Contemporary Worship. Wednesday at 8 p.m. Bible study, and Friday at 8 p.m. intercessory prayer. For more information about Bethel City of Glory and how you can partner with us, please visit our website at BethelCityOfGlory.org or email us at admin at BethelVA.com. Yeah.